growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. All right, and we're live with the How We Solve show. We talk to smart individuals who have solved hard business problems so you don't have to go through the same pitfalls, making startup life easier. And it's the first show of 2022, and I'm super excited to interview Trent Dersmith, who is the founder of Flowster app, which does something really, really important if you want to scale your business and if you don't want to end up with a lot of gray hair, which is creating SOPs, standard operating protocols or standard operating procedures. And Flowster app helps executives, managers, and founders to create standard operating procedures, workflows, automated processes. So hiring, onboarding, delegation becomes dramatically easier. And the cool thing about their app or their platform is they have a lot of pre-written SOPs because creating SOPs can be a headache kind of to really think of everything. And also it's really nice when you can see somebody else's SOPs and get inspired from like, hey, this is how they've solved this. So, hey, Trent. Hello. Thanks very much for having me here, David. Looking forward to nerding out on SOPs with you. Want to give us a quick overview, like how you started Flowster app? Sure. So let's first give people context for why this should be an episode they listen to. And SOPs give you freedom. If you are a small business owner and you are working more than you want to work, you're not growing as fast as you want to grow, you're having difficulty delegating work to other people, the solution to all of those problems is to document your business processes in standard operating procedures. It's a game changer in your business. To answer your question, I got started way back in the day by reading a book with my, when I was running my very first company. It was an IT service provider. I mean, it was my first business. I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't go to business school. I didn't even graduate from college. And really just I was a sales guy and I thought, well, I can just, if I can sell stuff, everything will look after itself. And that's partly true, but partly not. So I read a book by Michael Gerber called The E-Myth. It had a profound impact on my thinking from the day that I read the book until yesterday, today, because it still dominates my thinking about how I think about running a business. The thing that he writes about in the book is so many small business owners are craftsmen. They're rolling up the sleeves. They're working in the business. I think he uses an example of a baker. So the baker that owns the bakery is in the bakery baking cookies and bacon muffins and bacon bread and baking, 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 baking. And they're working 12-hour days and they work seven days a week. And the business is literally killing them. That is unfortunately the story of many small business owners. They're so busy, what I call doing the do, that they never get to experience the reason they started the business in the first place. And that's freedom. People, my number one value, well, number two, my first value is health. But beyond that is freedom. I want the freedom to live my life on my own terms. I want the freedom to be able to take vacations when I want. I want the freedom to decide what I'm going to do, who I'm going to work with, etc. And unfortunately, many small business owners get stuck really early on because they're, they're so busy baking the bread that they don't think about running the bakery, so to speak. 
So in my case, I grew that first business to a couple million dollars in sales. It took me a long time. It took me eight years to get to that because, again, it was kind of like going to school for me. I really didn't know what I was doing and I was making a lot of mistakes and learning a lot of hard lessons. But ultimately, it was a, a successful win. I sold the business for over a million dollars in my late 30s, which was nice because I grew up poor kid on welfare. And so that was kind of a big deal for me. Well, it wasn't kind of a big deal. It was a really big deal. So then some years later, I'm doing various things online. I've discovered the idea of making money online after I took a little bit of a mini retirement and, and got back into being a business owner again. And I quickly realized that, again, I was doing too much stuff in my business. I wanted to document my processes. I wanted to be able to hire people from the Philippines, what are commonly referred to as virtual assistants. They're really just employees that are way more affordable than U.S. employees. I don't know why we call them virtual assistants. They're employees that live in another country. And in order to be successful hiring employees that don't work in your office, you really need to have great procedures in place because if you don't, you're going to end up with misaligned expectations and frustrations and all sorts of things. And I think that's why a lot of people, again, in small businesses, they get buried in their business because they don't hire enough employees. They don't hire enough overseas employees in particular. So the pivotal moment for me in my online business career, which has been about a decade now, was back, and this is how Flowster got started. Back in 2017, I was the CEO and founder of a very successful online business called an Amazon hybrid agency. We basically partnered up with brands and handled their Amazon sales channel. And if you look over my shoulder there, there's two Inc. 5000 plaques on the wall behind me. And that was earned by that business. And my claim to fame, as it were, for that business is I only worked there for the first 12 months. And then I delegated myself completely out of day-to-day operations. And, and people wonder, well, you know, how did you do that? And that's what this talk that I gave. So I, in 2017, I got invited to a conference to, to give a talk about the success of my business and And so I talked to people about how I wrote all these SOPs, how I hired all these employees from the Philippines. And at the end of my talk, much to my surprise, I got mobbed because my message resonated (laughs) with the 500 people that were in the audience. They're like, man, I'm struggling. I'm, I work weekends, I work evenings. I do too much. I'm not growing fast enough. I don't see light at the end of the tunnel. How the hell am I going to survive? How can I do what you did? And so I said, well, the key is you got to do two things. You've got to write your processes down and you got to hire employees. And so they all said, well, wouldn't you just sell me a copy of your processes instead? Why do I got to create mine from scratch? So I thought, well, sure, I guess we could try that. Let's see if that's successful. Maybe there's a new business opportunity that I wasn't even aware of. Boy, oh boy, was there ever. So the first launch of my SOPs, we sold $400,000 worth in five days, which was a big surprise to me, to say the least. And that was one of the great aha moments of my business career because it put me on an entirely new trajectory. At that moment, I realized, okay, this is really a thing. People really want this stuff. And so rather than continue to focus on running my my Amazon business, that's when I delegated myself out of that business because I knew I needed to create another business. And that was the software company that is now Flowster. Because when those people whipped out their credit cards and paid me 2500 bucks a piece, and, and there was a lot of them that did it, we've sold now millions and millions of dollars worth of that particular collect playbook. We call it a collection of SOPs as a playbook. So maybe $2.5 million worth of that playbook. That's what I call product market fit. 
when people are willing to say, yes, I want it, and they're willing to pay for it, and they eagerly pay for it, you better make more of it. And so I came into launching Flowster knowing that, okay, first off, our software needs to be world-class process management software. And there's a difference between process management and project management, which I should explain because it's not immediately office obvious to newer founders. So a, a process is a repetitive thing that you know the steps in advance and you're going to do it over and over and over. Prospecting is a process. Uploading a video to YouTube is a process. Making a post on social media is a process. Keyword research is a process. Generating a backlink is a process. Publishing a podcast episode. like There's a gazillion things. You just do them over and over and over. So Flowster is built to solve that problem, to give you a platform for your process management. Now, what's project management? Project is different. It's I want to make some improvement in my business. It's a thing I've never done before. I don't know all the steps in advance and I'm not going to do it 157 times. I'm just going to do it once. So go use other software for that. Click up. There's a bunch of them that you can use. Now, so that's the first thing that Flowster is, is process management software. And we built the features and the functionality of the software to, to serve that purpose. But then the lesson, the takeaway that I took from selling a couple million dollars worth of pre-made templates was... It's not enough to just give people the software and say, okay, go make your own templates. People need, they wanted a shortcut. So we have developed what I believe to be the most extensive library of process templates on planet Earth. We're far ahead of all of our competitors as far as I know. And so we have hundreds and hundreds and eventually it'll be thousands and thousands of pre-made process templates that are listed in the Flowster marketplace. Uh, is it still agency related or is it marketing related or what's the majority of like which business is it for? Digital marketing and e-commerce is our biggest focus at this point in time because there's such a huge opportunity there. We have, for example, the Amazon seller playbook. We have the outbound marketing playbook. We have the social media content video playbook. We have a large supply of these pre-made templates so that people who want to know how to do like in your, I was saying this on a coaching call this morning with a, a group of 30 agencies that I run this mastermind group for them. As a leader of a business, you have to figure out two things, what to do and how to do it. What to do is a management decision. It's a management skill. Should I focus on paid ads? Should I focus on content marketing? Should I focus on outbound? For example, if you're trying to drive traffic and, and generate more leads. There's no fancy software in the world that's going to tell you what to do. You might have a coach that tells you what to do, but you as the leader of the business, you got to figure out what to do. But then you, once you decide, okay, I want to do, I'm going to do video on YouTube. Well, how do you do it? Because there's a lot of details and you got to get them right. How do you do it successfully? And how do you do it scalably so that you're not the one doing everything? So I'll use my podcast as an example. So how do you produce a podcast? Our checklist, our SOP, those two words are kind of interchangeable. It's about 100 steps long, and it goes into excruciating detail on literally every aspect of finding the guest, interviewing the guest, pre-production, post-production, making clips for YouTube, creating the WordPress page, sharing it on social media, making sure SEO is optimized, on and on and on and on. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I just want to talk on the microphone. In the beginning, I used to do it all. 
but now I don't have time, nor do I want to. It's not interesting to me to do the same thing over and over and over again. So the process allows me to delegate all of that other stuff to my employees. And so there's four or five different employees who get involved at different phases during the production of an episode. The video editor, he handles all the video stuff. And then Carla, my assistant, handles a whole bunch of the other stuff. And then Joy, one of our other employees in the Philippines, she handles all the WordPress stuff. And then my wife, she handles some other stuff. And you got to make sure that not only do you have clearly detailed instructions on how to do all the stuff, but also the software will make sure that everybody is notified that there's a new episode and there's due dates and they got to get such and such done by such and such date. And if you want your processes to flow smoothly, of course, you need all that accountability. And that's what the Flowster software is designed to do is, is to give you the ability to assign tasks to people and to give it to due dates and to get alerts when things are past due or approaching the due date or what have you. So hopefully that wasn't too long of an answer to your initial question. I think I saw a TED talk where it talked about the power of checklists and they made the point like every pilot has like this checklist, you know, it's kind of a normal thing. And then they want to integrate this in the ER or in the operating room and in hospitals, right? And the doctors were rebelling against like, hey, I'm a doctor, I know what I'm doing, like, what the heck, you know, why should I do this? And they've been really fighting this and then they still push it through and they force them to do it. I think the mortality rate dropped by 30%. You know, it's like, did you wash your hands? Check. And same thing with like optimizing a YouTube video or optimizing a post, especially when you have some new guy on the job, it's going to be not perfect. And if you really want to compete, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. You want to do it right. And to drive the point home again, like having an SOP of somebody who has been there and done that, it's, it's a really beautiful thing. So. Let me just add to this morning's call. One of the people in this group of 30 agencies runs an SEO agency. His name's Brad. Brad has three employees who are in the Philippines. And he said, the beauty of using Flowster and having, more importantly, set aside Flowster. The beauty of having SOPs, he told me, is that I can take a new employee from the Philippines who doesn't know anything about SEO and have them perform my process perfectly with zero training. So think about that for a minute. Normally, when you hire a new employee, for the first month or two, you're going to expect them to be more of a burden than a benefit, right? You're going to spend all this time training them. They're going to be leaning over your shoulder and they're going to be watching and learning, maybe taking notes. That's a huge time suck, number one. Number two, they're going to forget stuff. And eventually, they're kind of going to be doing it their own way, the way they remember. That's the way most small businesses run. They just kind of wing it. And the reason they stay small businesses is because the baker spends all day baking bread and he's got a few assistants baking bread, but nobody's thinking about what do we got to do to make the bakery bigger? Working on the business. Correct. Nobody's working on the business. Yes, working on the business, not in the business. And I think there's another really powerful thing with having a good SOP that you know that works because a lot of people are scared of delegating stuff because they think like, oh, if you want to do it right, you'd better do it yourself, yeah. et cetera. And, and it's really powerful when you have like a, a good SOP and something that tracks it where you can actually follow the process. Did they do what they're supposed to do? Becomes a really powerful thing. It does. Absolutely. I've said many, many times throughout my career as a founder, you get to choose all sorts of things. And one of those things that you get to choose is whether you're going to have growth or control, but you can't have both. 
there's this mindset. You know, let's say you're a solo marketing consultant. You could have the mindset of, I'm going to do everything myself because that way it's going to be done exactly the way that I want it. Well, guess what? You will forever remain a solo marketing consultant. You don't have a business. You just have a job because as soon as you stop working, the money stops coming in. You have a dancing bear business when the bear doesn't dance anymore. Exactly. You are the dancing bear. I never want to be the dancing bear. I would much rather have uh, dancing bears that work for me. So the mindset shift is, okay, maybe if I write an SOP with enough detail and I hire a new employee, they might make a mistake or two, but we'll course correct on that because we'll catch it. That's an investment that you make in this person, right? Correct. But now I've got growth instead of, I've got more growth because I can hire more people. I can have more productivity. And now I'm not a solo marketing consultant anymore. Now I'm the owner of a successful agency that has 30 marketing consultants and my life is much better as a result. To make another point of this, even at Maxi and my last business, we had like 100 employees and 6 million sites hosted on Maxi. So we were like a very successful business. But we were still, my, me and my business partners were still involved in a lot of the day-to-day details and kind of working like really hard in the business, not on the business. And then when we sold the business to Stackpath and the founder sold software to IBM for $2.4 billion. And this was like 15 years ago. So, or I don't know, 10 plus years ago. Now billion dollars like been thrown around a lot, but back then it was like, holy cow, it was like a really big deal. And I was the CMO of Stackpath and I was building the brand and I always pulled the CEO into meetings, telling him like, hey, this is what I'm doing, you know, look at this, where we're heading. And he sat through the meetings and at the end of the meeting he said like, yeah, it's good. And then left. And after three of these meetings, I pulled him aside, like, dude, like, am I messing up? Or like, don't you care? Or like, what the heck, you know, what's going on? Like, why are you not more involved? And he's like, no, I only have three roles as CEO. I have to make sure we have enough money. So I have to raise money and I have to make sure money's coming in. I have to preach the mission and the vision of the company like a parrot to the outside world and to the inside world. And I have to hire key people that know what they're doing in these different areas and leave them mostly alone. And you know, this is like really mind blowing for me that he's really working on the business, not in the business. And he trusts people to do the job and really delegates. How do you sell your checklist right now? Is it still like the $2,500 bundle or does it come with the app or? No, we've got all sorts of options. You can come and sign up for Floster for free. And in the free account, you can have three or four checklists, I think it is. So enough for you to experience all the features of the software. You get a single user, but you're not going to really use it at scale on the free account. You can, if you're a solopreneur with a, you know, you just want to try it out and see if you like the software and see if you like the templates that are in the marketplace or you want to build your own the free account, you can stay free as long as you want to. And then after that, the next plan up, I think is 30 bucks a month. And the next one after that's a hundred bucks a month. And our top one is $200 a month. By the way, in case you want to check it out, it's flowster.app. What made you actually build a software? Because we can have an SOP also in a Google Doc. You know, this is kind of like how we started initially. A lot of times people, when they first, like I started with just Google Docs, but you'll very quickly run in, and, and, or video, you'll very quickly run into challenges with both. And the reason is, so let's give an example of, we'll go back to the podcast. So Google Docs, there's a whole bunch of functionality it does not have that limits the effectiveness of the tool. Yeah, you can go and describe a process in a Google Doc, but 
there's no inherent functionality for assigning that to somebody and giving it a deadline. So you'd need a second application for that. And Google Docs also doesn't come with any digital marketing templates, any process templates. So that's another issue. But then there's a real big issue. And that's, let me try and describe it. So let's say that in Flowster's vernacular, we have templates and workflows. So a template's like the master copy of your SOP. So for a podcast episode, you would only ever have one template. But if I have six episodes in production, I'll have six workflows that are based on that template. And those workflows are assigned to different people. They have different due dates. There are things that are unique because each workflow is for you know episode number 450, episode number 451. So now at some point, I go to a conference or I learn, I decide I want to change my process for how the podcast is produced. I'm going to add a step, change a step or eliminate a step. So I go in, I edit the template. Flowster, as soon as I do that, without even clicking the save button, Flowster will say, hey, wait a minute. You have six active workflows that are, your team is working their way through that are based on this template. You've just changed the template. Would you like me to update all the workflows as well? And well, the answer 99% of the time is going to be yes. So what have I accomplished? I've accomplished something very significant. It's called change management. And it's painless. I didn't have to have a meeting and if your employees are spread around different time zones, having a meeting is a pain in the ass. I didn't have to make a Zoom video or nothing. People just are automatically working from the latest version, the most current version of that template. Google Docs doesn't do that. Now let's talk about video. A lot of people, when they get started, they'll be like, well, you know, I'll just use Loom and I'll, I'll just do a screen share and I'll show them what, I'm, what they're supposed to do and I'll talk my way through it. Very easy to produce but it's actually a really horrible experience for the recipient, for your employee. Because if you end up producing a 10-minute video, they don't have a checklist, number one. So as they're watching the video, they have to hit play, pause, play, pause, play, pause, play. They can very easily get distracted. Their browser could crash. They could close the tab. Somebody interrupts them. There's no way for them to remember to go back and finish it. And so that's very ineffective. And then the worst thing of all is that over time, your videos and the more videos you have, the more this becomes an issue, they're all going to become on a date. And so updating videos... Yes, and you have to reshoot the whole thing. You can't just like edit something. Or it's a huge pain. Like, I, it, like if, it, if there's five seconds of the video that changed, I either have to reshoot the entire thing or reshoot that one section, edit it, compile it, and upload it again. That is not 30 seconds worth of work. Whereas in Flowster... You can literally, if you get to a point in the workflow and you realize, oh, this screenshot is, this thing is out of date in some way, shape or form. You hit the edit button, replace the screenshot or change the word and you're done. Like literally 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And when keeping your workflows current is that painless, you will keep them current. But when you have to shoot a new video, you're going to procrastinate. You're not going to do it because you're like, oh, I'll do that next time. And now everyone's working from out of date stuff. It's a really good point. We had initially, we had this from EOS, how they call this, the task drive way or the LTV plus way, like how we do stuff. And it's like, was this super long document that described all the SOPs. But yeah, it was out of date. People were not really using it because just chilling in Google Docs. And it's not like really a document that everybody yeah. uses on a day to day basis versus if your checklist is based on the SOP, it's like a whole different. Completely. SOP compliance 
is a very, very real issue. What I mean by that is, okay, so I'm the owner. I've put all this time and effort into making these SOPs. How do I get my team to actually use them? If it's in Google Docs, I don't really have a way to enforce it. I can't see if someone's running workflows or not. I can't see the last time they've logged in. I can't go to the dashboard and see how many active workflows they have. I can't run a report that says how many of them are overdue. I can't do any of that stuff. Whereas Flowster solves all of those problems. It helps you to significantly increase your SOP compliance. And if you're not going to have SOP compliance, there's no point in having SOPs. Having SOPs, yeah. I talk to my business partner who runs two of my businesses. So I think you just want a new customer because it just like makes total sense. <laughs> Superb. <laughs> Do you have any other nuggets or tips on how to create the right SOPs or any books like Emoth you already mentioned? Yeah, so I do get asked a lot of times, like, how do, how do you make an SOP? First of all, two things. Number one, how do you know what you should make an SOP for so you can delegate it? And then how do you do that? So let's deal with those in that order. Think of any type of task that doesn't require the judgment that comes from years of experience in the field. And there's lots and lots of things that, that apply to that. Those are the low-hanging fruit to turn into SOPs. There's a lot of judgment that's required from, and especially judgment that comes from years of experience. It's a lot harder to put that into a checklist. It's not impossible, but it's a lot harder. So start with what I call the linear processes or the binary processes. It's do this and then do this and then do this and then do this. Okay, so now you know what processes you want to start creating SOPs for. If you can't come to Flowster and get a pre-made template for it, you need to make it yourself. There's a couple ways to do this. How what I've done historically is I'll take my 27-inch monitor, I'll put a browser on one half with whatever app I'm doing the thing in. And on the other half of the monitor, I got Flowster. And as I'm doing each step of the thing, I'm taking screenshots using Sketch, and then I'll put the screenshots in Flowster and I'll type some words and I'll make the steps and I'll build the SOP. And that works great. If you could do the thing in 10 minutes, it'll probably take you 45 minutes or maybe even 60 minutes to create an SOP as you're doing the thing. It makes a lot of people not want to do it. They're like, well, I'll just keep doing the thing. But you got to look at return on investment. If I can spend a 60 minutes to never ever have to do the 15-minute thing again, it's a pretty good ROI. But still, that's not good enough for a lot of people. So what we have in production right now, our development team is working on, is a Chrome extension that will make this even easier. So instead of dividing my monitor into and doing the thing and then documenting the thing, I can install this the Flowster Chrome extension when it's available, which will be sometime in March. And then I just hit the record button on the and it's not going to make a video. Every time I now I just go do the thing. And every time I do the thing and every time I click my mouse, the Chrome extension is taking a snapshot and highlighting where I clicked and basically building a sequence of images right in the Flowster workflow for me or the Flowster template, I should say, so that I don't have to do it. So then when I get to the end of doing the thing, the process for doing the thing is pretty much built. I might go back and I might type in some other stuff or whatever, but it saves me. I don't have to use Sketch. I don't have to do the big red arrows and the pointing things. And it saves me a lot of time. And I think that that's going to be a really wonderful addition for the thousands of people that are using Flowster. I know that our user community is pretty excited about it because it is wonderful that we provide a lot of pre-made ones. 
But there's still, everybody needs custom stuff. They need their own stuff because everybody's got a unique this or a unique that. And we want to make it easier for them to document those processes as well. One thought or one way on how I define what I want to delegate to somebody else or maybe create an SOP and then have somebody else do it is when I do my task list for the day, I write behind it, this is a $10 an hour, $100 an hour, $1,000 or $10,000 an hour task. And do everything humanly possible to eradicate the $10 and $100 an hour tasks for my from a tools and just delegate it. And yeah, I think that's a great idea. And how I would recommend people start to implement that. So I have in Flowster, I have a workflow. It's called Trent's Daily Routine. Flowster runs this workflow for me every day. So when I log into my Flowster calendar, there it is staring me in the face. And I open it up and it's divided into a couple of different sections. Do these on the first day of the month do these tasks every day, do these ones on Monday, do these ones on Tuesday, do these ones on Thursday, etc. One of the things at the top is what day of the week is it? So I'll, if it's Monday, I'll put a tick in the Monday box. Anything that's not due on Monday just immediately disappears from the workflow. So I only need to do what's due on Monday. Then you could take what you just said. So it's, it's just my routine, my morning routine, stuff that I need to get done every single day, like washing my hands before surgery, to use your example from earlier on. All the stuff that's easy to forget, but I really should do it. And I put links to all this. So I just work my way through. And because I've got links in it, it's taken me here, taken me to my analytics, taking me to my reporting on this, taking me to my sales from yesterday, taking me to whatever stuff I need to see as the boss. You could then start saying, well, which of these, you know, do what you did and say, well, this is a $10 an hour task and this is a $100 an hour task and just work on getting rid of all of the $10 an hour tasks that are in your daily routine. And then after a period of time, you're only going to be doing the $1,000 an hour tasks. And you're going to have a hell of a business as a result of that. Yeah, I think everybody who signs up for Flowster is like already in the mindset that their time's value and that they want to do everything themselves. So awesome. I already mentioned the URL, but maybe to closing out. So where can people find you? Sure. So they can find me at, if they're interested in listening to my podcast or whatever, my personal brand is brightideas.co. Flowster, of course, is at flowster.app. And the other thing that I want to make sure people understand is within Flowster in that marketplace, much like Amazon allows third parties to sell their stuff, we also allow people to make money off of Flowster. There's two ways to make money off of Flowster. One, you can create your own SOPs and sell them to other people in the community. So that could become a nice source of passive income for you because as the size of Flowster's user base grows, which we put a lot of effort into making that happen, if your SOPs are in the marketplace, guess what? More and more eyeballs are going to see them and more people are going to buy them. And then the second thing is we have a very generous affiliate program. If you're an affiliate, we you get 40% of whatever a, a customer would pay us and you get it for life. Awesome, Trent. Thank you very much for being on. Thank you for having me. I already signed up. I want to encourage everybody who, who sees this and wants to free up more time to do the same. And we have, I think we have like 400 people in my portfolio of businesses and we use like a lot of tools already, but a few things that you just mentioned there just will make it much easier and much, I'm really hung up on the enforceability of SOPs. I think this, this kind of where it clicked with me that it just makes sense that you can kind of keep in, because so many people are doing so many things, keeping the finger on the pulse and making sure that it's, it's actually the right stuff. So I'm excited. Trent, 
Thank you very much for being on. Thank you very much for having me. And, and I should also point out that we do have an SOP cons, a done for you service. So if you do need cust, if you have content in some other form, some other place, and you want it flowsterized, you can talk to our professional services team about doing that for you. So basically I give you the document that's the task draft way on how we do business. Yeah, you can give us a video, you can give us a document, it can be in another app. What we produce content-wise won't be any higher quality than what you've given us in raw content. We're just converting it into the Flowster format. Awesome. Well, Trent, thank you for being on the show. I will definitely ping you once I've dug into Flowster a little bit then. Probably have a few questions here or there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Awesome. And everybody, thanks for listening to the show. We work hard to produce great shows, especially Sam, our producer is really pushing hard. And he's also pushing me to push you that you give us reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us to promote the show. So please roll over there, click the button and find the link on howwesoft.com. Just go to the, the podcast section and you'll find it. Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.